0: I love that hymn we just sang. Lord, you give us the great commission. Heal the sick and preach the word. And I especially love love the refrain, with the Spirit's gifts, empower us for the work of ministry. Empower us for the work of ministry. This hymn reflects today's gospel where Jesus, while he's still alive, appoints the 12 disciples and empowers them to go out, to do the work, the ministry Jesus has himself been doing. Cure the sick, he says, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. That is a daunting call. And it's a daunting call if we put it into today's contracts. A sacred call. It's a call to spread the healing, restoration, and reconciliation in our world and among the world's people. And we today are descendants of those disciples, of those apostles. And we too have the same commission. So I'm grateful for the gift of this hymn that places that challenging call on our hearts and musically in our hearts. Now, Jesus tells the apostles flat out how challenging this call will be. Jesus says that sharing the healing power of God's love means walking straight into dangerous territory. He says, I'm sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. Basically, Jesus is saying, I am sending you out. I want you to go out into a world that is threatening, and a world that has the power to kill you. Standing up and going out, he shows, in his name. As we go out in his name, in the name of love, will invite backlash. Today we can see the generations upon generations of African Americans in this country having lived with that backlash since the day they were first brought to this continent as slaves. Generations upon generations of cries for justice have been met with unrelenting violence and resistance. So Beware, Jesus says, when we speak God's truth, the loving, liberating, life-giving truth of what God wants for this world, the wolves of the world will hand you over to councils and flog you. I hear these words today, and I instantly see the images of police and National Guards hurling tear gas and pepper bombs and rubber bullets and bean bags on peaceful protesters all over. And it feels almost like forever ago, but it was only two weeks ago today, just a few blocks away by the pier, we had the Santa Monica police and later the National Guard shoving, tear-gassing, pepper-bombing, and arresting folk, including some of our friends, some of us, our loved ones. Now talk about being sent out like sheep among wolves. And in today's gospel, this is where Jesus tells the group to go. Don't go to faraway cultures and places. Don't go off to the Gentiles. Don't go off to Samaritan and Samaria. Go to the lost sheep of our tribe. We are to go to our neighborhood. The wolves that need God's message are among us and around us, right here in our own backyard. The staggering combination of the pandemics and protests has unveiled the ugly reality that we live, in a sense, in a den created by wolves. It's a den of racism, economic injustice, a den without medical care for all, without care and concern for the marginalized. We live in a wolf den that perpetuates oppression. The most devastating for me in these last weeks has been looking at the history of racism in America. And that with every advance for the liberation of African-Americans, there has been the creation of a new system of dehumanization. Four million slaves freed, boom. We get chain gangs, we get the KKK, and then segregation. They all come into being. Desegregation and civil rights, voting rights. Well, then the criminalization of African-Americans flourishes. And today, one in every three black men is incarcerated at some point in his lifetime. And that's compared to one in 17 white men. And that's a huge part of this overwhelming fact that while the U.S. has 5% of the world's population, we have 25% of the world's prisoners. That means like one in every four prisoners in the whole world is right here in the United States, the land of freedom. So in today's protests, we hear the voices of so many sheep, so many of us proclaiming the justice, love, and liberation God wants for the world. And we hear the voices of so many sheep decrying the murder. Of yet another of God's sheep at the hands of police was a video of George Floyd being murdered that set this off. The murder of Breonna Taylor. And just on Friday, Richard Brooks in Atlanta. And the slaughter of these precious children of God is just a few in the long line of children. And this slaughter is, is waking us up. Waking America up that we are living in a den, a wolf den. And the really difficult reality is that we are part of this den. We've helped create this den. We live in this den. We breathe the oppressive funk of this den, the oppressive funk of our culture. And at the same time, we breathe the breath of God. So breathing in God and non-God that is all mingling in and around us. This wolf den is killing far too many of us, dehumanizing far too many of us. So the cry today is for us to examine how the funk of our collective wolf den has shaped some parts of us into wolves or has shaped and harmed parts of us. For those among us who are white, myself included, I hear the uncomfortable call to see how I may have and how we may have become wolves in sheep's clothing. It's a hard question. How has white supremacy benefited me, benefited us? And how does it continue to benefit us? whether we're aware of it or not. This is the time for awareness. This is a time when we need to hear from the sheep around us. What do we need to acknowledge? What do we need to bring to Jesus for healing? Where is Jesus calling us to amendment of life and to repair wrongs? Wherever we are, in relationship to racism, we must also remember that each and every one of us is one of Jesus' sheep. And this is the same for all of us wherever we are in dealing with homophobia, misogyny, economic oppression, and the other oppressions of this world. Each and every one of us is called to engage with God and bring God's healing to the world of rules, be it the individual world wolves around us, the wolf den we live in, or maybe the bit of wolf hiding in our hearts. But doing this ministry of God means we can't totally demonize wolves. Because wolves are also God's creatures in the same way sheep are. And ultimately, in God's vision, sheep and wolves are to be reconciled. This doesn't mean ignoring the horrors and particularity of racism. It means doing God's ministry of liberation, justice, and love with the awareness that it is God's ultimate vision to bring wolf and sheep together. God's vision is of a peaceable kingdom laid out in Isaiah, a glorious new creation where the wolf shall lie down with the lamb, where the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and they shall not hurt or destroy on all of God's holy mountain. Now there's another promise in the gospel that we need to hang on to as we do this hard ministry. Jesus tells us that we are not to worry, Do not worry, quote, about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you at that time, for it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your God speaking through you. Every time we face the challenges, when every time we walk into the wolf den, every time we confront any of these evils, when we confront them with the hand of God, we are speaking with God, that God will give us the words. It's not us, up to us to fix everything. It's up to us to speak out, to spread the message, to do the footwork. So let's go forth with this promise that God will give us the words. Let us go empowered by the Spirit and live into the great commission of that wonderful hymn we sang before this sermon. Let us go forth and share the way of God's love and sing our way into God's peaceable kingdom, a new creation. Amen.